Welcome to Home's Room. Just like homeroom, we start off our day getting together with our homies, swapping stories, even a little kiss and tell action. This podcast contains language not suitable for younger listeners. Topics about sex and mental health. Discretion is advised. Our views are our own. Let class begin. Welcome back to another special episode of Home's Room Sex Ed. Uh, got a question for you, got a uh, a topic for you, and we're going to get going. First, I want to say, when it comes to all of these, your opinion is your opinion. My opinion is my opinion. In no way am I an expert, and in no way am I, uh, am I um, you know, trying to tell you exactly what to do. Just giving you some food for thought. And one of the things that I think kind of goes in... Uh, a bad direction sometimes is people not wanting to have the conversation around sex with, you know, a friend or a trusted peer. And when it comes to content like this, you know, like I said, I, I always kind of try and plug shameless sex and sex with Emily because they're two really good shows that have a lot of good information. You, in having these conversations or listening to these conversations are already on that path to trying to be more open. So, you know, keep that going. And, you know, if you bring up the topic or you feel like I want to test the waters with a friend and ask them this question, cause you want the live opinion and feedback from somebody, I encourage you to do that. And you never know that friend might need to have the same conversation back and have nobody to talk to. So, you know, have those conversations with your, your trusted friends. And I, uh, I just can't say enough about how important it is to start to have a, a more shameless approach to the topic of sex and the more shameless people out there, the more this topic won't be so hard to talk about the more fun and encouragement you know, your partner might show because they feel like they can be open about it. And that takes, you know, both people in a partnership or, you know, one person to get that ball rolling. So yeah, just wanted to say that, um, question, uh, how do you guys view this cheating or not? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, if your girlfriend has been drinking and she decides she wants to play fight and wrestle around with another guy that you don't know and are not there, would you be upset or uncomfortable with that? And she always makes sexual jokes and brings up the topic of sex and other people's sex lives. Is that weird? All right. So there's two questions here. The first one is about the, you know, getting drunk and play fighting and wrestling around with another guy and you know, you don't know them. You're not there to really keep an eye on it. Um, and would you be upset or uncomfortable with that? And I think that that is a super different answer for everybody. And in the, in the scope of what your boundaries are for your relationship. And I think that that's where that conversation needs to start. You need to have that conversation and say, Hey, like, this makes me uncomfortable. Um, you know, is there, is that just something you do when you're drunk or, you know, is that something that like you'd like for us to do more and, you know, like what, what is the, the drive behind it so that maybe you can understand where she's coming from. So you can understand whether or not it should be uncomfortable, but 
regardless, you should address the the feeling of it makes you uncomfortable at this moment for her to be doing that. And for me, it doesn't necessarily make me uncomfortable. It would make me, or I should say upset. It does make me a slight bit uncomfortable only because I don't, I'm not having, I wouldn't at that point be having the conversation to know. So how am I finding out about it? Is she coming home and telling me or is somebody else telling me, you know, if it was like a, oh yeah, you know, she was over there, you know, wrestling around, rolling on the floor with, you know, whoever I would, you know, give kind of a pause at that. Like, wait, what? But if she's coming home and telling me that, like, you know, that's what happened or I've, I've seen it in person and I know that that's what happens when she gets drunk, you know, I would be a little bit less upset or uncomfortable. Um, I will say that if somebody challenged my wife to like wrestle and she was drunk, I have no doubt that, that she'd be like, let's fucking go. And I wouldn't be uncomfortable with it. If anything, I'd be like, did you win? Because she's super competitive. And if she didn't win, I need to go console her and give her some tips and techniques. Um, no, I'm just joking. She, uh, she don't need no tips or techniques. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just kind of depends. That situation is you have to have that conversation. So if your partner gets drunk and does something that you don't like, does something that is, you know, uncomfortable to you, you have to have that conversation, but don't have it from the point of, Hey, when you do this, it makes me uncomfortable. Have the conversation, uh, from the point of, Hey, uh, you know, why, when you get drunk, do you, you know, do you wrestle around? Is that like, is it just something like you grew up doing or is it just like fun to you or, you know, like what, what's, what causes that? Like, is that something you would like us to do more? Um, come from a, a perspective of like, you want to understand, not you want to attack them. And they might not be able to answer that question in that moment, give them some time and then maybe bring it back up in a different way to try and see, or, you know, watch for those behaviors before they start and, you know, maybe step in and say, and say, you want to wrestle playfully and maybe that they do it. Maybe they don't. Um, and then go from there about having an uncomfortable, you know, or not conversation around like what this makes me uncomfortable, babe, you know, just, uh, each relationship is different and how you guys have that conversation. You just have to have that conversation. And then the second part of this question uh, about, you know, making sexual jokes and bringing up, you know, the topic of sex and other people's sex lives. I do not think that's weird. And I think that that's one of those things where she probably wants to have those conversations. And I assume you're still saying she's drunk, but I don't, I, you didn't really specify, but um, I'm assuming she wants to have those conversations sober. She's afraid to. And what happens is when she loses her inhibitions, she's more shameless about asking or making a comment. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that shaming people into thinking that that's weird is what makes them have to be drunk to have that conversation. The whole point of what I'm doing here is to, to kind of diminish some of that shame and open up those conversations. I think that if she's, as long as she's not like vulgar and, you know, making other people uncomfortable, uh, I think it's, fine. I don't think it's weird. I honestly wish more people would be able to have those conversations in a way that they, you know, like, I'm not saying you have to like reveal every intimate detail, but you know, being able to have an open conversation uh, about whatever, like 
I remember sitting somewhere and having a conversation about something random. And the two people next to me were talking about the first time they use vibrators. And I was like, I'm way too close to this conversation with people I don't know to like feel comfortable with this. And I sat for a second and I was getting ready to move. And then I was like, you know what? If I move, they're going to know that I'm listening to their conversation and it's going to make them feel uncomfortable. Uh, They're having an open conversation and they are completely shameless. So I'm going to stay here. I'm just going to try and get into a conversation where like, I can't hear them uh, because I shouldn't, they, their conversation shouldn't make me uncomfortable because it's not a conversation for me. So again, having those conversations is what you should be doing. It's just, you know, context, time, place, all that kind of stuff is what it depends on. So I don't think it's weird. I think it's just, again, uh, find out why. Um, Moving on to our topic, and our topic today is about initiating. So one of the things that I think a lot of people, you know, have a problem with in a relationship is the partner that initiates. So one partner might initiate um, more often, and uh, one partner may, um, may initiate every once in a while, but are they initiating once in a while physically and that to you is initiation or are, have they been initiating all along and you just didn't realize it? So uh, there's different ways to initiate without even being in the bedroom or the living room or the car, where the tent or wherever you are. Um, So one of the ways that like you may be initiating and it's, the beginning of the day, sending a sexy, a sexy flirty text message to your partner at 9am could be the start of initiation. Uh, you know, I'm a car guy, so I'm going to make a car reference. Sorry to people that are not car people out there, but you start your car, it's got to warm up, right? So, you know, people are the same way, especially when it comes to sex and, you know, maybe they need a little bit more time. So what's going to happen is they're, you know, they're thinking about you in the morning and they're thinking about how, man, you know, maybe you were together the night before something happened, something didn't happen and they really wanted something to happen, but nobody was comfortable. Nobody felt like they were in the driver's seat. So the next morning it's like, Hey, you know, I, I love you. I hope you're having a good day. I've been thinking about you and that could be them initiating. And that's the the first sign of like, Hey, you know, I, I love you too. But if you're stuck in the, she never initiates that text message may feel a little scornful and you know, you might be frustrated like, Oh yeah, you know, I know, but when we get home, you're not going to do anything. You don't, you don't want to have that attitude towards it. Another way is, you know, uh, sending a, you know, a, a winking emoji, like I said, flirty text messages, a winking emoji and a, I love you could be how they communicate. Um, and in person, it may be as little as, you know, they, they hug you a little bit longer. They kiss you a little bit harder. They, you know, do something out of the norm that to them could be initiating and them showing you the affection to say, I want you because they don't know how to communicate it. Otherwise, uh, Initiation doesn't always have to be, hey, I want you in my mouth right now. Or, hey, you know, like, you want to go to the room? Like, it it doesn't, that's not what it looks like for everybody. And everybody's level of, you know, what they feel like 
is acceptable or appropriate or you know sexy is is different it's just kind of the way it is so you know like i said one of the things that i like it could be as simple as like you get home and they do the dishes and that's a thing that like they took a stressor off of their plate so later on, they don't have to do the dishes to give them more time to be with you. Or, you know, you, you go in and the bed is made because the bed's never made. That's a thing that like could be to them as an initiation because they want to show you, you know, like I'm, I'm going to make time for you. Uh, super simple. Um, there's an emotional aspect to it as well. They could share you know a deep conversation with you and to them that puts them in the mood because they feel connected to you all of those things play a part in this and it may not seem like an initiation to you but them opening up and having a deep conversation with you is them being vulnerable and at the end of the day when you initiate sex that's what it is is a vulnerability saying hey i want to accept you into this you know i can't stress enough how it looks different for everybody and as somebody who uh is aware of those types of things it's still hard to read sometimes it's still you know an ongoing process so it's not like every single time you're going to pick up on it but you know you you might start to see those clues you might start to see those things and again i i would lean heavily on a sexy text message or flirty text message or you know like extra laughter, extra giggliness, all of those things, uh, could be, you know, the, um, the, the start of it. And it's up to you to, you know, follow that, that rabbit hole. If you are one of the people that like feels like they can never initiate and you don't know how, uh, you know, like I said, start doing the, you know, sexy text messages. And if that's too much for you, you know, start trying to figure out like, okay, what gets me, excited and how can I share that excitement with my partner and you know and from there just you know have those conversations it's always about having a conversation uh one of my favorite sex with Emily quotes is uh communication is a lubrication and it's true have those conversations um you know I I guess I will leave you with if you are the partner that is always initiating physically have the conversation about, Hey, so I know that like you enjoy what we do. And I know that like, when we get started, you're always into it. And I love that. And, you know, you always seem like you're having fun. Um, but I always feel like I'm the one that kind of physically initiates. Is there something that like I need to do or something that I can do better to, you know, for to to get you to physically initiate because sometimes it makes me feel like I'm forcing you into it and sometimes it seems like you know it's it's I'm I'm driving the car and you're just kind of here and it's, you know wait for that response and it could be different and it could be as simple as I'm awkward and shy and I don't know what to do so I actually like that you do that because it makes me feel like I don't have the pressure on me which is why I always have fun so yeah like I said there's a lot of different things, a lot of, a lot of different ways to do it. And if you're the partner that, you know, doesn't feel like you initiate or is, is awkward and shy and you can't initiate, have that conversation outside of the bedroom and appreciate your partner for always initiating, you know, again, easy as, you know, I, I love that. Like, I don't ever have to, you know, 
put myself in an uncomfortable situation because when I'm uncomfortable, then it's hard for me to, you know, get in that headspace to play. So I love that, you know, you always grab my thigh when we're laying in bed and, you know, it kind of tells me it's on or you always lean over and, you know, you kiss my cheek a little bit, then you move to my lips, then you, you know, wrap your arm around me. And that makes me feel safe and wanted. And at that point, like, it's on, babe. I love you. So, you know, just again, I can't say it enough. Have those conversations. Um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Hopefully you've been enjoying these. If you have any questions or topics or something that like you want an opposite opinion on, uh, write in, um, Instagram, it's in the show notes, M homes, writer, uh, homes room pod, uh, at Gmail, anywhere, write it in. It can be anonymous, whatever you got to do. Um, I would say smoke signals, but it's kind of hard to read those nowadays because they're too far away, but, uh, whatever you got to do. And today I would like to, to extend an invitation to everybody listening, no matter what day you're listening to this, I want everybody to try and have an uncomfortable conversation with your partner, no matter what it is, whether it's, Hey, you know, this one time in third grade, doesn't matter what the topic is, doesn't matter what the subject is, have one uncomfortable conversation with your partner and, you know, start that ball rolling of having these uncomfortable conversations, just opening up a little bit and feeling that like, oh man, they love me and this worked or, oh man, I did not go as planned. Maybe gives you a little bit of a playbook for the next time. And I will see you next time. Bye. The bell is about to ring. If you want to drop us a voice message or simply ask a question, you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes below. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps more people find us. Theme music by Kinsey. More music available on Spotify. Remember, every day is a class. Go learn something.